You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lowe, host of NBC's coverage of the Premier League, and I'm here to tell you about the newest addition to the NBC Sports podcast family, the Premier League on NBC Podcast. You can expect interviews with the biggest names in the Premier League, a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates with Robbie Earl, Carl Martino and Robbie Musto, and exclusive on-site interviews and access with Arlo White, Lee Dixon and Graham Lasso. Just subscribe for free to the Premier League on NBC Podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts and you'll get the latest content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Hi friends, we're here with Heidi King, the Deputy Administrator of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. NHTSA is working hard to put a stop to alcohol and drug-impaired driving. Heidi, as Labor Day nears, tell us more about NHTSA's efforts to keep people safe on the roads. We are launching a nationwide awareness and enforcement campaign to prevent impaired driving over the Labor Day holiday. From August 16th to September 2nd, there will be more police patrols and sobriety checkpoints from coast to coast. What about drug-impaired driving? Is that just as dangerous? A number of drugs, legal and illegal, impair a person's ability to drive safely. Remember, if you feel different, you drive different. And if you drive high, you can get a DUI. What are you asking people to do? If someone has been drinking or taken any type of drug that makes you feel different, please don't drive. Thank you, Heidi. Learn more ways you can protect yourself and your loved ones this holiday by visiting nitsa.gov forward slash drive sober. That's N-H-T-S-A dot gov forward slash drive sober. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, and an early season midweek Euro pod as we've just watched the UEFA Super Cup final where Liverpool uh, won the trophy after extra times against Chelsea. It finished 2-2, Liverpool won on penalty kicks, and Robbie Earl, a very mm. interesting game, and, and a game that I think in some ways both teams on the back of that first weekend of the season... Yeah. You know, we're, we're, you know, it's like a travel. It's an important game, and it started slowly, but it revved up into a very, very good game of football. It did to the point, Rob, where you know, after ninety minutes, I'm looking and thinking, do really any of these teams need need extra time? Do they really need to go down the? Yet the game kind of came alive. The first half of extra, the first period of extra time was outstanding. Chances at both ends. I think a number of Chelsea players will ha- will. Despite losing, be feeling better about themselves after the, the 4 0 win against yeah, um, Manchester better, United. Yeah. Maybe Tammy Abraham, slightly affected by that, that late penalty miss that, that mm. obviously won the, the competition for Liverpool. But um, I thought it was a decent game, Rob. I thought Chelsea started well, a little bit like they did at Old Trafford, and had a little bit more cutting edge. And I know Olivier Giroud started up front. 
Uh, Christian Pulisic got his first start on the left-hand side and Pedro played on the right and, and, and Frank went with three in midfield. And I have to say, I thought Angolo Kante was absolutely yeah, outstanding in the first yeah. half. His ability, yeah. Rob, to read play, to intercept. I mean, I was, I was kind of looking at, at, at the game thinking, have you ever seen Angel, uh, Angolo Kante slide on his backside? He never, he never goes to ground, does he? No, he, he reads yeah. things so well with interceptions, with the way he uses his body. I mean, he's not a big physical guy, but he knows how to to to, to get in and use his centre of gravity. Mm. I thought his performance, Pulisic on the left hand side, gave, gave lots of promise, and I think um, there's plenty there for Chelsea fans to be excited about. Um, I just thought the Chelsea team and team shape looked, looked a lot better than maybe we saw at the weekend. Well, it's interesting, Rob. Interesting in so many ways. Um, firstly, because of the setup, because of the system. Mm. Um, Frank at the, at the weekend um, against United went four-two-three-one. This was yeah. back to last season's shape of a four-three-three with mm-hmm. Angola Kante in the same role as as he was last year. Much maligned, much criticised about mm-hmm. where he should play this guy, and he, yeah. um, and he played in the same role. And you're absolutely right, not just attacking Rob in the interceptions, but actually really good on the ball, like dribbling mm-hmm. past people and, and bursting through midfield lines. Um, was very, very good. But it, it, it was just interesting to me that, that Frank so quickly went back to that. You know, Kovacic mm. on the left, Jorginho, very much similar midfield three from last season. And we'll have to see whether Frank Lampard now thinks that that is the best setup yeah. for this group of players or whether, you know, we are going to see, which we expect to see, Jorginho alongside N'Golo Kante in a, in a two-man midfield. I think we'll see both, Rob. I yeah, think Frank Lampard, it, when we spoke to him last week, I asked him about systems and philosophies, and I, and I think he, his first word was, we're, we're going to be adaptable. We're yeah, going to be adaptable not, and change. Yeah. No one system, up. is it? It's going to be a number no. of systems, depending on who they play, time of season, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I th- again, like you, I thought Angelo Kanto was an outstanding player, but interesting where he played. Christian mm. Pulisic was interesting, yeah. Rob, because the mm. first 15 minutes, you know, I think we're both the same. We kind of, you know, we write it all out, and we you know, kind of make some notes as we go yeah. through. The first note I, I, I made for Christian Pulisic was this. Take more responsibility, get more involved. I thought the first, and obviously it changed as he, he went on to have a really, mm. a really good game. But initially, and maybe understandably, Rob, he was yeah. very, very safe, wasn't he? Very, very yeah. safe with his passing. Got uh. it, passed it backwards a lot. And I wanted him because we know what he can do. I wanted him mm. to be more, you know, to get the ball, take on your fullback, or, or try and play little one twos. Try and be, try and be progressive and 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 penetrate a little bit more than than making the simple backward option. Um, mm. Of course, and get more involved in the game as well. And I looked at Pedro Rob on the other side, and I thought, you know, really, uh, Pulisic is gonna is a, is is can be a similar sort of player to Pedro. Quick, sharp, skillful, end product, goals. You know, lively, smart, plays in between mm. lines and comes in rolls inside. And Pedro was showing all that kind of stuff. And and you know, I wrote down like, wow, you know, Pedro's involvement. Um, and the way he played was really, really good at what Pulisic kind of needs to get to. Um, of course, Pedro's been, you know, he's won everything, pretty much everything in the game. He's been around a long time, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, Pulisic starts getting involved more. Alive, yeah. Did brilliant for the um, for the assist for Olivier Giroud and the goal there. Yeah. He rolls inside. That's Lovely where it's going to be yeah. difficult to yeah. mark because he, he, he very rarely stays to the left. Always looking to roll inside to get the ball, to get involved, and then allows Emerson to come up at left back. So I thought I thought Pulisic Rob was was a steady start but came into the game and that will give him a, a lot of confidence the way that that little mm. bit of sharpness that he's got and a little bit of intelligence and that through ball 
that's not an easy ball to make. No, and I think that that you know, I take I take most of what you say. I wasn't so disappointed in the first fifty minutes, and I, and I know what you mean that that he he kind of played safe, but. Mm. As a young 20-year-old making your first yep, yep. start for Chelsea, I'm okay with that. I, I don't mind a kid who comes in and says, you know, I'll keep the ball, I'll get my yep. confidence, I'll, I'll work into the game. Because what we saw beyond that was the, his football intelligence as well as his ability. We know he's quick, we know he's, he's got dr- good dribbling skills, but the pass is outstanding that he plays to Giroud. The, the, the mm. offside goal, and I know he goes a little bit early, but the manner in which he takes it should be mm. encouraging because, mm. you know, he can come inside people, he can go both sides, he's got a nice technical ability when you know he connects with balls well he hits things cleanly um so so i get it and and as you say him and pedro actually started to to cause liverpool all sorts of problems making those runs in in behind almost salah and mornay-esque in in the way that they made some runs and i saw once or twice with christian one of the things i picked up and and it it happened on the offside is now and then he's just got to be careful he doesn't go too early He's so quick and he's playing on that back foot and especially with VAR as, as it is now. Mm. I just feel sometimes he can almost take a, take a beat before he goes or, or, or sometimes make his run slightly inside to, to then go to goal. He's so quick and, and if the ball's delivered, he's going he's gonna to test most fullbacks anyway. Regardless of who you are, I don't care if it's Wamba Saka, if it's Trent Alexander, if it's some of the quickest, he'll go. He'll be going toe to toe with those boys. So I just think his mm. timing of his runs just got to just maybe hold yep. himself for half a second, and he'll be in. And once he's in, there ain't going to be too many uh, defenders who are going to catch him. Do you think in the Premier League, Rob? And this is something else I thought after after mm. watching him do some really good stuff today. Does he have the advantage of a lot of the Premier League teams and defenders won't know much about him? Do you think he's got the element? He's got the surprise element surprise. that, that, can, that mm. can help him initially in the Premier League, where, where like you know, you know, who is this guy Pulisic? You know, and they underestimate him a little bit, and then they then can he use that to advantage? I've seen that lots of times before, where, where where players are surprised when a, mm. a new player comes into the league, and, and actually they do really well because of that. One of the strengths, I think, maybe along the same lines, but with a slightly different thought. But one of the things that, that, that I've seen. In, in his game, a couple of times in Dortmund, obviously I haven't seen that much of him, more so in, in the, the bits we've seen 20 minutes at United and certainly today, mm. is that at the moment, I don't think he's one of those wingers who you're going to go, he always wants to go down the line, or if I send him here. Looks to me like he can mix his game up, Rob, so that mm. fullbacks are never quite going to know, is he going to come inside on his right foot? Is he going to you know, faint on his right and drive down the wing on his left foot? He can cut inside and make things happen. He can drop into almost a 10 roll and play a little bit like Raheem Sterling has developed. I'm just hoping that that this is the kind of guy that fullbacks might have a problem with because he doesn't rely, he doesn't do any one thing. No, that's absolutely good. It's a good point because sometimes fullbacks can feel that they've got the winger in their pocket yeah. back in our day yeah. when it's just mm. a standard out-and-out winger. He and others now, good wide players, if they if they think that, you know what, this guy's really good defensively, he's got a few good tackles in, I'm going to start going inside. I'm going to give him problems yeah. in different ways. And yeah. you, you said just a few moments ago about he's got to be careful with his runs in behind. I agree with that, Rob, but I like the fact he's making them. And mm. it's something that Frank, Lam- uh, Frank Lampard talked about to us about, you know, I don't want him just to be pretty and, and get on the ball. Yeah. I need him to get to, to, to make runs in behind. And we had a really good few examples of that in this game as well today. So, you know, he's learning quickly. Yeah. And another thing I like about him, Rob, is that there was many times where he needed to get back and, and help defensively. Yeah, yeah. And the camera kind of zoomed in on him and, and he was he looked fresh. Willing to do it, yeah. He's willing to get back goal side to his full back and he's willing to track runners. That 
that, if you marry that with his, you know, kind of abilities going forward and his cleverness, um, that's so important for, for players. And if you want to be a top, top player, you know, like, like we've seen most of them have a great work ethic as well. And that's yeah. encouraging. Yeah, it, it was encouraging. I thought he's Based a, on what you saw, player. Rob, yeah. do, do you think Frank might think about starting him? At the weekend, uh, I think the home to Leicester. Absolutely, I think so, Rob. I think so. I mean, he played yeah. Ross Barkley in his position at Old Trafford, and you can yeah. kind of understand it. We talked about it after the mm-hmm. game, our our own uh, <laughs> rain-soaked podcast. Yeah. Um, but but after this game, it's kind of a nice place, to, you know, kind of away out of the out of England for this game. I thought it looked bright enough. Um, he came off later on, so he's, he's got a little bit of a rest there. He should be sharp and ready to go against Leicester City uh, on Sunday. So. Um, uh, uh, really exciting, really exciting, yeah. and, and we'll see how he goes. But it, he had some some moments in there where I think everybody was will realise the kid's got something. We yeah. we knew that, um, mm-hmm. and of course it's going to be difficult for him to be consistently effective and producing assists and goals. That of course at that level mm. um, for that football club is really really difficult. But you know some really good signs today. Second half different for, for for in the game. Liverpool obviously threw Firmino on, and mm. his worth just gets more and more of when you see him come in. This team is a different outfit when he's not around. How he knits things together, how he, yeah. he, he becomes a catalyst for the for the, the front three in the midfield. I, I wrote down one thing on here, and you know, like the Bobby Firmino as he's known. I wrote Bobby's brain is the thing that is mm. sets him apart. His understanding and his, his kind of just this innate sense of where to be and how to join people in and that is just outstanding. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, he had a hand in both Mane, uh, the Mane goals, um, the flick first to get to get him in and then the pullback for the second one. He's just becoming as important as Salah, Mane or any, anybody else in that, Van Dijk, anybody else in that side. Yeah, I mean, Oxlade-Chamberlain looks a, looks a little... Tentative at the moment. Yeah, he's struggling yeah. a little bit. He started yeah. sixteen the game. months out, wasn't he? He's been yeah. a long time out, and it, yeah. sometimes it takes a little while. It might be Christmas even before we see the best of him. Yeah, I mean, with him sat on the left, he had Sadio Mane starting as a centre forward. I thought they, I thought the first half, Rob, I, I'm like, wow, they, they look, they look mm. sluggish. They looked, yeah, it did, almost like they, were, the, the, the. the they weren't that fired up. Like they were a bit yeah. bothered. Like, I, I wrote the, the same game. thing. It yeah. looked like Liverpool really poor didn't the really. Round. Looked like they wanted to be yeah. there, to be honest. Yeah. Which was yeah. a surprise for a Klopp team in, in this, you know, it's still a Super Cup, still a European uh, trophy to win. Yeah, yeah. And and as you said, when Firmino comes in and you're back to that front three, mm. it's not it's not just his, it's, it's not just what he does, Rob, in terms of his play, but others around him know what's going on. So yeah. if you imagine if you're Sadio Mane and you're Mo Salah, and Firmino comes back into the game. You've seen it all before. You've seen mm. how he plays. You know his movements. You know what space is created because he drops into midfield. You know Absolutely. that he's going to look for you. You know you can make a run because he's going to probably find you. So it, it's it's so much better for the, for all of them, you know, the front players. In fact, the, in fact, the whole team, when those three are on the field doing stuff yeah. together. I mean, the midfield looked stodgy, overrun mm. by Chelsea, by the yeah, way, in the first overrun. half. Fabinho Henderson and James Milner. Absolutely. It, and yet, Things can change really quickly with Liverpool when you bring on certain players. Yeah. Mane comes in, you know the full-backs start to start to go, start to create a little bit. So they were much much better. Immediate impact from Firmino, and um, well, there was that front three back together. They were they were much better in the mm. second half. Yeah, I have to say there were a couple of matches as well. I thought Mason Mount came on. 
Okay. Uh, and, and, and I thought did a good job, showed us a little bit more, looked a little bit more confident maybe than, than he'd been at the weekend. Maybe that was a big day for him to get that game out at Old Trafford. But uh, he was a little unfortunate maybe to get gold, um, disallowed himself. Yeah. Um, good run in behind. And, and may, you know, I think sort of highlighting what Frank said, there's a lot of talent and ability in this group. He's just got to get the balance right. The system's going to be important. Which young players play at which times, mm. um, when they're confident and, and when Chelsea are on top of the game. But I, I, I thought I, I enjoyed seeing Mason Mount today. I've been thought he was uh, a little bit tentative at the weekend. Certainly wasn't as bad as maybe Jose Mourinho was talking about. But mm. um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed his performance uh, this evening. I think there's, it was an important game for Frank Lampard, Rob, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, already in the UK, you know, the criticisms and that, because mm. of Jose Mourinho, who was a pundit on, on Sky for the weekend, was, was kind of critical about his team, how yeah. they, were not, they were not compact at all. They got, they got caught out many times on the counter-attack. You know, pretty critical. Um, I thought there was a really good reaction from the club, yeah. from the manager, yeah. from the club. He changed his system. He made some changes. Mm-hmm. We talk about so much of Chelsea now with Frank Lampard with the young players. I, you know, I, I made a quick note of Pulisic, Tommy Abraham, who, who thought it looked lively yeah. when he came on and gave Van Dijk yeah. you know, a few, a problems, few little yeah. runs and stuff, yeah. and, and Mason Mount as well. Another mm-hmm. player I want to, because we like to sort of pick out some, some players that are impressive, right? Emerson, yeah. the Chelsea left, left back. back. Yeah, yeah. He's not one of the younger ones. I think he's 25 years mm, old. Yeah, He's the left-back now, mate. He, mm. He's the left-back. He had a really good game yeah. at Old Trafford. Yeah. He had a couple of really good shots. Yeah. I watched him closely today. He's strong. He's good on the ball going forward. He's defensively better than Marcus Alonso. He's made, for me, that position his own now. That's, that's, that's done yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he'll get a long run in the team. Emerson at left-back. Um, I thought Zuma was better as well. Yeah, you know, The back sharp, four yeah. was really poor against Manchester United. Mm. So I think, you know, all round, good reaction from the manager. Yeah. Interesting team that he picked. He went with Pulisic on the left, a little bit younger. Um, I thought it worked out great. So, you know, I thought it was, just thought it was quite important that, that Chelsea don't didn't, well, I, mean, I guess they lost, but it was a much mm. better performance. They drew after 120 minutes and it's better for the Chelsea fans and for the managers to t- kind of exhale a little bit to say, you know, we're a good, we're a good mm. side. We've got a lot of good players. And Gullit Kante, you know, last mention for him. Yeah. So important, so That's important fine. for yeah, the team. Yeah. Definitely, excellent. And when Rudiger, Rudiger comes back as well, Rob, because I think he's an important player for, for this Very team important. in terms yeah. of what he gives defensively, in terms of a little bit of personality around the back line. Mm. Those two players, I think, who were missing obviously from Old Trafford at the weekend, mm. uh, make a big difference to Chelsea's team. And then we'll probably start to see a little bit more structure and a little bit more of the Frank Lampard's Chelsea, the, the, uh, how he wants them to play. Uh, one man I just have to mention before we, we, we get a chance to move on. I thought. Mm. It was a big night for Adrian as well in goal, Rob. Yeah. You yeah. know, Allison's been out and obviously a world-class goalkeeper, the way that they play out the back and his ability. Mm. I thought Adrian came up with a couple of good saves in important times in the game. The penalty, which wasn't, didn't, I didn't what did you think? feel what it did was. You think I didn't think that? it was. I didn't think it was. I didn't well, think there was any contact. Well, it's funny because I, I looked at it a few more times yeah. and got looked there. And the only... I just thought the... Adrian come out, I thought his mm. knee... I thought his knee made contact with the back leg of, of Tommy Abraham, Rob. So I looked at that, it, it but really then I saw, it, I saw a shot of one from behind the goal and it, uh, there was no actual contact on really? the knee. I exactly thought the that same. That knee of the goalkeeper? Because thought he, clipped his he foot. looks like his knee clipped his foot and his foot goes into the ground, but Tommy Abraham's foot naturally just goes into the ground. There's that, from what I saw, there was actually no contact on mm. the ball. Mm. But, listen, it was, uh, it was given... Um, 
VAR looks at it, it's not a clear and obvious mistake if the referee believes that they've, they've seen something. Mm. Um, but regardless, I mean, Liverpool managed to get away. Adrian comes up with a save against Abraham, bizarrely enough, in the uh, penalty shootout. But I just thought, mm. in, in the way that the, the players all ran to him, Klopp ran to him at the end, I just yeah. thought that's him settled into the team a little bit. You know, he has yeah. a, the last game he played apparently was West Ham in the Cup against AFC Wimbledon. I think yeah. it was beginning of January. So it's a long time out of first-team football. You're stepping into the shoes of Alisson, the team who've won the Champions League, a team who are going for the Premier League title. I yeah. thought that was a big day for him to get in and settle. And, you know, two, three, four weeks, we know how long Alisson's going to be out. That'll do him the absolute power of good. And, and I think Jurgen Klopp knows exactly what he's doing when he sprints off to his goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, New yeah. player, Absolutely. gave the penalty away. Mm-hmm. I need this guy. I need, I, need, I need the club, the players, the fans, mm-hmm. everybody watching at home to sort of see Correct. how we're going to embrace this guy and what a great job he did there at the end there. So I think, I think Jurgen Klopp is a master, yeah. great absolute master yeah. great of, of these incidents that we look mm-hmm. at. He goes to the goalkeeper and all the players Correct. go to him. So it gives him a great boost. Ready, as you said, he's got to play now. He's got to be confident mm. for this football yeah. club. I mean, flipping heck. I mean, stepping into those shoes of that guy at this team, at this moment when you can't afford to have many bad games, no. any players, particularly goalkeeper, to mm. keep track and, and stay at the top of the Premier League. So I, I thought that was, yeah, smart management. Yeah. I, what I'm seeing, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, there you go. Like, Because sometimes, you know, in certain situations, he wants to do that and draw yeah. attention to something, and he did for the goalkeeper. And, and fair play, fair play. Yep, absolutely. Good save. And in the end, uh, good save. Another win for Liverpool, another piece of silverware, and whatever people will think of its merits or how, whether the game was played. Mm. You know, it's winning. The, the football's getting a winning mentality, Bob. This Liverpool yeah. Football Club is starting to win trophies again. Jurgen Klopp is got, wants to get a dynasty going again at Liverpool, and to do that, you've got to win all competitions that you go in. Yeah. Let's move it on, Rob, because what each mm. podcast, certainly after each weekend's set of games in the Premier yeah. League, we want to we want to give a performance of the week to somebody who nobody's talking about. It's kind yeah. of a you know, an appreciated performance um, yeah, from the weekend. The week, yeah. Um, yeah. We had to we had a bit of drama with the rain and all that at the podcast that we did at um, <laughs> at Old Trafford, and we didn't get to, to to do that for that weekend. So let's mm-hmm. let's quickly just turn back the clock a while and yeah. think about somebody um, that that did really well yet through whatever situation and mm. not going to get the, the credit they deserve because we like to do that as well for, for, for all the football clubs absolutely and for me it was Ashley Barnes yeah. Ashley Barnes two goals for Burnley in a very impressive uh, opening day 3-0 victory against Southampton um, 29 year old Ashley Barnes is easier he's your steady Eddie but he's a consistent worker always on the on the team sheet for Sean Dyche, your manager. And to get two goals in the first game for that victory at home is a mm. great start. So if my underappreciated performance goes to Ashley Barnes. Well, I'm going to go slightly different. My underappreciated performance of the week goes to Graham Potter, the new Brighton manager who came into the football club. Many were um, a little upset that, that Chris, um, mm. Chris Hutton left the football club, but Graham Potter came in. And on the 64th minute of a game, Rob, that they were winning 1-0 uh, due to a Decore own goal, he took out two forwards in, in Glenn Moy and uh, Jürgen Lucardia and put mm-hmm. in uh, Florian Andone and, 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 um, and Mope, his new signing from, from Brentford. And both players came on the pitch. Within a minute, Andone had scored. Sort of 10, 12 minutes later, mm. uh, Mope scored as well. Uh, a kind of brave move maybe we wouldn't have seen under Chris Hutton. And, and slowly, 
Uh, and quietly, Graham Potter got himself off to, to a really good start, his first game in charge of Brighton. So, uh, for that reason, for his bravery, and, and obviously everybody's talking about this guy being a really good coach, we're, we're going to see that over the course of the yeah. Premier League. But uh, I just thought what a great start that was for Graham Potter. So, he wins my uh, underrated uh, performance of the week. OK, mate, we'll just take uh, a quick break after recognising both Ashley Barnes and Graham Potter this week. Uh, and having looked back at last week's games, when we get back, let's take a look forward to uh, match day two and there's one big game that stands out there at the Etihad Manchester City hosts Spurs. We'll talk that big game when we get back. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Okay, Rob, before we preview the upcoming weekend, we've got to give a shout out to a podcast that's diving deep on the other football, American football on the gridiron. The Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast has been churning out some great episodes lately. Chris's latest episode was with our friend Ahmed Varid, who steps in for Rebecca on Monday on our Premier League shows, and they had an in-depth conversation about the ongoing Antonio Brown saga and how John Gruden and the Raiders are handling the situation. Some great discussions to check out on the Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, all look out for that Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast. I think Ahmed, our friend, was was uh, with Chris this weekend. Ahmed will be joining us with us on Monday uh, in studio, Rob, for the Wolves-Manchester United game. That's a big game on Monday. Wolves have uh, certainly had United's number of late. Mm. But before that, o- over the weekend, a couple of uh, big games. Arsenal-Burnley. Uh, you always get the sense Ars- Burnley, one of them teams Arsenal don't like to face. Southampton host Liverpool Liverpool travelling back having won the, the uh, Super Cup not to see what shape they're in what, what toll that took you know, obviously 90 minutes extra time penalties the big one Manchester City v Spurs we'll come back to that mm-hmm. and on Sunday Sheffield United play Palace Sheffield United got a good point uh, at Bournemouth at the weekend and Chelsea at home to Leicester Chelsea want to get their season kicked off after uh, the, the 4-0 defeat of Manchester United decent performance in the Super Cup Frank will get, want, want to get some points on the board against Leicester City at home at Stamford Bridge. But there's only one big game this weekend, Mr. Mustel. It's at the Etihad. It's Manchester mm. City 5 no winners against West Ham. Play Tottenham 3 1 winners against Aston Villa. We were at uh, Spurs, saw them play. Yeah. They're going to have to start the game better, Rob, and be certainly uh, more contested the game than they did against Aston Villa. Or Manchester City will be 3 or 4 0 up before they, they know where they are. 
Yeah, they absolutely will be. I mean, Man City start again. I mean, away from home at West Ham, that that West Ham looked better this season, made mm. some decent signings, and to go there and destroy them like that with five is is super impressive. Raheem Sterling, Rob, we we keep marvelling over this guy. He seems to be getting better and better mm. each each season, uh, and that's a brilliant start. Some people are thinking that he's going to run away with a golden boot potentially this season. Sterling is his production is finishing has got so much better, which is a massive turnaround, Rob, from the Sterling of yes, even three years ago when we used to say, "Oh, in front of goal, he's not quite, he, he's not clinical, he's not that confident, his technique's not good." It seems to have all come together. Passing balls in now as, as he goes one on one with yeah. goalkeepers and, and, and confidence in, 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 his, in his technique and his contact. Well, it, it's it's the way that they play, Rob. It's not. Mm. It, it, I watch the the goals, of course, and like there's the ball that goes in behind all the time now with City. We talked about it a million times about how they penetrate in the wider areas and those pullbacks. Ryan yeah. Sterling's best asset. And a really, really good asset is his ability to get into the right place at the right time. Now, even still, Rob, even still, yeah. I don't think sometimes his finishing, his clean striking is not always great. Um, I think there's a, a, a couple of occasions in this game and the Community Shield where he went through and just kind of froze a little bit. But because he's in the right spot so many times and because City's penetration happens where it's a simple pullback where he just knocks it in most yeah. of the time with a, a first-time finish. That's what's getting him the numbers. That's mm. what's getting him the numbers and the goals is being in the right place at the right time. His timing is very good. His teammates know where he is, etc. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good story. Jesus, you know, gets a start in this yeah. game. I mean, I mean, Man City, you know, they, Mares played. You, had, you know, certain players, we still have some of the best players that yeah. didn't play. Bernardo Silva was there. Bernardo Silva was Aguero came on late. Um so it's it's just a, a very good start for them, um, and you're right. Yeah, Spurs have to have to be better. I did the commentary for that game. Where were you, Rob? You in the studio or down on the pitch side? I was in the studio on this one. Yeah, studio. yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, they had a, they, they, they struggled, didn't they? It's, yeah, the, the, it's, Aston Villa gave, gave them a few problems yeah. for for certainly first forty five minutes. Contested midfield. Uh, it was Grealish, McGinn, and uh, um, Horahan. Horahan was good, yeah. In the midfield, yeah, that they, they were getting balls, they were firing forward. Mm. A couple of things. A couple of things. I've got. I need to show you, Rob. In terms of Spurs, they got the win. Two Harry Kane goals, and and uh, and uh, got his first goal, and and that'll do him a lot, a lot of good. And we'll see how he progresses over the coming weeks. A couple of older names, though. Jan Vertonghen left out of the squad, mm. not involved. Seemed as though the manager had said that he wasn't. He, he, he chose tactically not not to use him. That doesn't quite feel right. Um, we know over the over the term, Poch does have his fallout with players. Yeah, I think, when it, he does, I think it was he, a reported fallout, wasn't it? Between oh, was the two it? Of them. Yeah, which is. Um, a little bit disappointing and a little bit surprising, you know, when you think Jan Vertonghen, he's one of your, your go-to guys who's been a mm. magnificent player for him over the last few years. Yeah. Um, and the other one I want to mention is, is the Christian Eriksen position, Rob, because mm. he came onto the game and absolutely changed the game Thanks, for, yeah. for, um, for Tottenham. I saw yeah. some stats here that uh, against Villa Spurs had 31 shots, which is, you know, a lot of shots, but a lot more than I actually thought in the game. But 18 of those shots came when Christian Eriksen was on the pitch and he was on the pitch for just over 25 minutes. Mm. It shows you just when he got onto the pitch and got them playing, how the, the game changed for Spurs in, in many ways. I mean, what, what, uh, when you look at him play, Rob, you think he doesn't... He's one of them players that you think he, he doesn't do anything 
outstandingly well. He's not super quick. He's not incredibly mm. skillful. He's not. He's not a brilliant goal scorer. I mean, he's just a lovely footballer, and he just knits things together. He's technically he very good, though, isn't technically he? Technically very both, good. You yeah. know, when you talk about contact on the ball and weight yeah. of passing that stuff, I mean, he, he gets that off both sides, right and left foot. And from my position up in commentary, mm. you know, you of course from that angle, you can see all the options that any yeah. player at any time has got because of the yeah. height. You've got to remember, he, down at pitch level, you know, he's he's he's, he's got a, like a forest of players ahead of him, and yeah, yet he still yeah. picks out those gaps mm. and those passes, and like he's just a, such a lovely footballer. And you know, we'll see. You know, I, I'm sure they're going to try and persuade him. Mm. I mean, they've I got think, twelve months, haven't they, to try and persuade him to, to right. sign a contract? I mean, the rumours are that the club are prepared, if need be, to let him run his contract out and, and let him go on a, on a free transfer, which you feel is is some way losing a lot of money for, for a player of that quality uh, unless they believe in the next 12 months they can somehow convince him to sign a big contract and be part of what they're trying to build there. If, if they, For me, he should be getting paid Harry Kane money. He should be on yeah. Harry Kane's wages. Absolutely. Now, do you Absolutely. think they're offering him that? Do you think they're offering that amount of money? Is it not about the money? Is it about Yeah, I was going to say, I'll throw that back at you. If he was offered Harry Kane money, do you think he sounds... I, don't, I actually don't think this is necessarily about money. Listen, of course he's going to be want to be played well, and paid handsomely, and, and so he mm. should be. I get the sense he's looking at those, what we would call, bigger clubs around Europe... And thinking if he's got a chance to go there, he, mm. he wants to give himself the best opportunity. Is this the first Spurs player, Rob, that's that's saying, you know what, I want to go and win things now. And with Spurs, I'm not sure we're going to win too much. And and, and other players and Christian and, and, Eriksen and, and other think, players. I think been, being non non British is also is his thing. I think if you the Harry Kane's of the world, I'm sure Harry Kane could be that guy as well and say listen my goal scoring record round Europe would mean that the, the very big, biggest clubs in Europe would want but I think because he's one of their own because he's, he, he plays in England he, he, he plays in the national team I think these are different holes I think for players from overseas it's, it, you know they may look at it slightly different well I, I don't know I, I think we've had this discussion about Spurs many times before Rob and I mm. think I've said they'll have, a, they'll have a, one more season in the, in the full season in that stadium yeah, and then the likes of the the, the Delis, though he the, though he's not doing great at the moment with his injuries, etc. Mm-hmm. But your Harry Kane's and your Ericsson's and some of the star players might say, okay, enough's enough. I want to leave now. I mean, it might be the manager. Mm-hmm. Is there any thought? There's a little bit in me. I've got to be honest. Is there any thought in you, Rob, in your gut yeah. that says the manager and a lot of the star players and this project in inverted commas has got this season. And then things might start to change with the manager and some of the key players. Because that's the sort of feeling I'm getting with Pochettino, some of the stuff that he's saying, Mm. you know, with Ericsson maybe looking to go. Is this, is it going to kind of hiccup? Is this Spurs project going to take a different direction? It is an interesting way. And I know what you're saying. I I was thinking of it slightly the other way. When we were there the other day and you look at the stadium and you look at at what could be done, I just think that this, this, club with this group of players with this managers is reaching a cycle i always think four or five years with managers you think a, a peak of a cycle well a cycle whether it's a peak or not and after four or five years you i think players get used to hearing your voice players get used to this way of training so something has to change either well, some I'm of saying. the players some of the players may have to go and that doesn't necessarily mean Worse players are coming in. Maybe better players are coming on with that manager. And, and Stralix Ferguson had eras and cycles, and he mm. was at the club for 20-odd years. Is Pochettino going to stay? I just think that, that cycles are either going to come with players or with management. And, and 
depending on the investment and what happens, listen, Ericsson might go and they might have to bring in somebody else. And if Poch still stays in charge and they bring in like-for-like quality, Spurs still have a very bright future. So a couple of players, you talked about Ericsson maybe leaving, a couple mm. of players has come into the football club. Giovanni Lo Celso on, yeah. on loan from Real Betis mm-hmm. and Tanguy Ndombele. How did you think yeah. Ndombele played Rob? Um, his first game. I thought he did okay. I think the Premier League's difficult to come into, as we've seen many times, especially in the midfield areas. Um, he was playing in a diamond with Lamella at the top of it. Mm. Um, I thought he scored a really, really nice important goal, goal that, that got him back into the game. I think he'll get better as as the weeks go on and probably need five or six games to, to get a better judgment. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought... Nothing outstanding, nothing that, that blew, you, blew your mind away, but I thought steady, uh, important goal and more to come. Yeah, I did. I thought there was a few flashes of, of you know, kind of cleverness, some yeah. skillful moments. I mean, there wasn't many of them, but I, I just no. thought enough there. And, I, and I, interesting the Pochettino's comment afterwards that is to say, you know, he got his goal and that's great. Yeah. He said, but th- there's a load more to come. He almost mm-hmm. was saying that, trust me, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, you it, there is a yeah. lot more to come. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I think I'm with him on that. The physicality, of course, is, is always going to be in the Premier League a bit yeah. of a concern. Is he, can he be a, an energetic, a fit, a mm. boxer? You know, you've got to be so athletic to be successful and to be consistent in the Premier League because of the, the energy levels of teams yeah, around them. Sure. That's my only, just looking at him in the flesh, mm. I, I Maybe I'm a little harsh, Rob, but he just looked like he's a little bit out of shape. You know, he needs a little bit more conditioning yeah. and he'll sharpen up the more games, that, as, you, as you said, four the, or five games. The way that, they might, train, that might be enough the, to do it. Yeah. The way they train as well, you, you'll get some of that through training, Rob. Two or three yeah. weeks of working on the pot, he'll be in good shape. And, and just one, I thought Carl Walker-Peters mm. was good. I yeah. thought he was good at right mm. back. I think he's brave on the ball. I think he gets involved. I think he's got good feet. Because this think, could be a problem position be, for him, couldn't well, it? It could it be. Could be. You know, they let uh, Trippier go. Mm. Aurier's, I think, got an injury, but can be a little bit reckless. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there was talk around the press room that, that Juan Foyt has been earmarked as a right-back this season. Oh, and, okay. and, and it's been thought of as being yeah. the replacement of Kieran Trippier. But I, yeah. I really like Walker-Peters. I thought he yeah. looked, you know, a couple of games I've seen him play. Um, well, I they say one before he played for Argentina, didn't he? In the Kobe oh, right played at right back, mm. yeah. So maybe, you know, that's got the manager thinking that that's his role. I thought he, I saw him a couple of times last year. Again, I thought he made a couple of poor decisions in the right back, in the right back position. But mm. um, listen, the manager Eric's, knows Eric's him, sees him each week. So Ericsson starts against, um, against Man City? I think, think he does. I think he does, mate, yeah. I think they need to get him on the ball and, and control a little bit more possession. They can't afford to... to to be as wasteful and allow City to dominate the game. Because if they do, they'll be blown away before they, they, they get their heads together. Um, any bearings in terms of, is this a mark of the Spurs to see how close they may be or maybe get to, to the likes of City? I think it's a bit early for that, Rob. I think it's a bit mm. early. You know, players to come into the side, um, the Ericsson to, to get up to full speed because he's had a few injury issues. I think it's a bit early to say that. Yeah. I think Spurs would love to go there and get a point, have to grind away a little bit. I, mm. I don't see us being defining in any way. It's just, you know, stopping City is really, really difficult. And, and Spurs, of course, being a side that we all expect to finish in the top three, and pretty much everybody out there is expecting yeah. that. Um, they would love to go there and, and not get beat. I just, 
they know, found we'll a way in the Champions goes. League, Rob, didn't they? In fairness yes. to them last season, they did yeah. find, you know, so they will have a blueprint. They will have an understanding and maybe a little bit of confidence that, you mm. know, some teams who, who almost I think take City on and beat them before balls kicked. I think they'll go mm. with some ambition. Oh yeah, I, I think so. I just mm. the start, the super quick start from Man City and the sluggish first half against Aston Villa. Yeah. You know, where Poch said, I, you know, I got it wrong. I got my tactics wrong. He changed from, yeah, from yeah. the diamond to a 4-3-3, which looked better. Or 4-2-4 four, mm. four, four end up being. Then they switched to 4-3-3. Yeah. Three, three. He's always switching his systems a lot, Pochettino. But, yeah, he's got to, he's got to play better than the first half at Aston Villa. Mm. They'll, get a, they'll get a hide in. Yeah, that's a good one to look forward mm. to. 12.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBC. We'll be uh, with that one with Lady Low. Uh, so that about does it for us, mate. But before we go, I just need to remind you we've got an upgraded Premier League pass this season. Just go to nbcsports.com slash Premier League pass and you can watch the most extensive offering of Premier League programming ever available in the States. 140, yeah, 140 exclusive live matches, a new this season full event replay for all 380 games on demand. You'll also get access to plenty of Sky Sports content, including the Can't Miss Soccer Saturday, as well as goals on Sunday. So, on a day when Liverpool have the European Super Cup to the Champions League, look out for our podcast at the weekend when we'll look at our big matchup, Manchester City v Spurs. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good, good night. night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.